Welcome to the Bent Tines. I'm Matthew. And I'm Catherine. This week, we are going to talk about FOMO and a super secret project we've been working on. <laughs> hey, Catherine. Hi, Matthew. How are you? I'm just ready to get this out into the world. This is something that we've been keeping to ourselves for, at this point, almost a year. I know. I'm about to explode. I've told, like, very few people, and um, I've, the, I mean, I've told some people in the pen community, and then I've, like, told some family and friends that really, like, couldn't care less, so mm-hmm. I'm really excited to tell people and show it, so. But before we do that, yeah. <laughs> we're such a tease, what are you drinking this evening? Uh, tonight, I am drinking bourbon. I'm drinking Blade and Bow, oh. which I've never had before, uh, but a friend it, of mine gifted like me a bottle. I do. I like it a lot, actually. Um, and it comes in a really beautiful bottle with this little like key on it. It's kind of classy and fun. Oh yeah. You told me about that. Is it on the rocks or what? Uh, yes. I have one large ice cube in it because I don't drink anything warm. Not even coffee. That's... What? I mean, for the most part, I like my drinks to be cold. So, and I also <laughs> have a peach bubbly over here for backup beverage. You're double fisting it like me. Yeah. <laughs> I have a Three Floyds Zombie Dust. Phenomenal Three Floyds beer. is, um, yeah, it's a really good beer. Three Floyds is a brewery um, that's in northern Indiana, almost to Chicago, um, and they're really beloved here in Indiana, and um, their Zombie Dust is one of their most beloved and most well-known. Um, it's a pale ale that's like bordering on uh, like an IPA, but it's very drinkable, and I definitely dragged drug mm, i don't know i took matthew to three floyds the last time we road trip to chicago so you've actually had this from the, from I have. the source it was really good so that's a that's mm. a really good beer one of my sort of favorite beers um just to kind of keep at the house is uh founders all day ipa it's a super drinkable mm, yep. beer and zombie that that zombie dust kind of reminds me a little bit of that one so it's not yeah, like it's so hoppy that you drinkable. can't drink it on a, like a hot day like it doesn't make you feel all full and weird yeah it's definitely still refreshing i um i definitely don't drink much alcohol at all anymore but this feels like a special occasion <laughs> so yeah. i'm gonna have a beer we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> cheers also, to a special project chills i also have a uh staple for me which is a grapefruit lacroix the pomplemousse <laughs> is a must-have for me um and apparently both of us are the same and that when we're drinking our alcoholic beverages we also need a water of sorts so yep. seems right <laughs> so, so um go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say uh shay brooks we talked about her last time and all of her badassery and uh mm-hmm. she reached out to us because we like forgot to cover what how the bent tines came to be what that means so <laughs> Catherine, care to care to talk about it i mean so some of you have probably already heard this story but i am no stranger to bent tines um Last year in Raleigh at the Raleigh Pen Show, which occurs in June, so this would have been in June of 2019, um, both Matthew and I actually were attending the Raleigh Pen Show, 
And as most pen shows go, we had a very rambunctious and exciting pen show after dark. Um, I ended up sitting amongst all of our friends playing like Magic the Gathering and somehow drinking like three different beers at once because everybody was like, try this, try that, try this, whatever. And I, Matthew was across the room being ridiculous. Um, it's not true. <laughs> Lies. Totally, totally ridiculous. And so I was Sullying my good name. <laughs> I was playing Magic the Gathering with um, someone whom now I can't remember and I'm so sorry to whoever you are that I was playing with. But I was using my Sailor Pro Gear. And at the time, believe it or not, a year ago, I only had maybe, I don't know, three or four Sailors. It was one of my few Sailors. So I had a Sailor Pro Gear. It's black. It has now since been covered in rotten by the beloved, renowned artist, Bokamundo, over in Japan. It's now covered in, in rotten. But anyway, I was I was playing magic the gathering with this black sailor pro gear and i don't post my pens because i'm not a monster <laughs> sorry <laughs> no offense um but i Personally set it attacked. down i know you do you post i do oh yeah certain funny. pens yeah <laughs> and i set it like i was keeping track of my score and i set it down and the damn thing rolled off the table and as it would have it, we were in the middle of the um, lobby for the uh, hotel, and it was tile floor, and that pen went straight down, nibbed down onto the tile. Not body down, not sideways, straight down, and the tines bent down, like forward, um, and crisscrossed. Barely crisscrossed. They actually stayed pretty straight, just like curved. It was It was mostly curved straight down. And it left like ink splatter all over the floor. I'll see if I still have those pictures, uh, and I'll put them in the show notes. But um it was it was terrible. And um <laughs> Matthew walks over and goes, It's a road reverse food day <laughs> and picks the thing up. And writes with it and used it like a, like a, any of those like beautiful stack nibs or, you know, cross concords or other calligraphy nibs and just wrote with it. Upside down. (laughs) And it actually looked good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it was totally, totally totally usable. I don't even know why she paid Mark to fix it. It's totally absurd to spend that money. She just left it. It was was not okay. (laughs) And so... I happened to be literally the person to my left was Mark Bacchus, who is one of my favorite humans and an amazing nib grinder and an amazing repair person for tragic nib accidents. And I literally (laughs) picked it up. You wrote with it. I was like, why? This is the worst. And then I was like, Mark, can you fix it? And he was like, yeah, I'll have it done before the show opens tomorrow. And he fixed it. Yeah. It's a good story. Um, that was, <laughs> and then it actually frightened Bocamundo because she thought my nib was damaged, or that she had damaged my nib because the gold is chipped like further back by the shoulder. It doesn't affect the way that the pen writes, but it, it does have a chip in it to remind me that I dropped it on the floor. And she was like, "Oh my gosh, I think I damaged your nib." And I was like, "Is it just like a chip?" Oh yeah, yeah, that's from when I dropped it on the floor like a year ago. And she was like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> 
Poor Bocamundo. So, I know. So that's how we got our name. Yeah. And it it's for real. Like, have you ever dropped a pen and bent the tines like that? Um, I have not actually. No, knock on wood. I mean, I've dropped a pen, but fortunately, they've never ended up, you know, landing on the nib or whatever. Um, yeah, no, I I've never experienced it. So, but now you I'll probably now I probably will, and it'll be something like super expensive. Do you have some um, wood you can knock on over there? No, everything in here's metal or glass. <laughs> How? sheetrock i guess i can knock on sheetrock i don't want to do that though because it'll make my dog go nuts oh yeah let's not do that so before we get into the secret super fancy stuff of this episode we had a really interesting question come up on matthew's instagram that we wanted to talk about yeah so our friend alexandra planners dot and dot fountain pens on on the instagrams uh we'll link to her in the show notes, I guess. Um, so Alexandra um, put the question out there. So how do you balance an expensive hobby with your journey towards financial independence? And she put, it's a serious question, but also I have a 1911 in my shopping cart and a laughing emoji. And um, I actually think this is really interesting because on in episode one, I mentioned very briefly that I'm on a quest for debt eradication, um, basically to only owe money on my car and my house and uh, eventually not the car either. Um, I'll never get out of house debt. Nobody will. We're all going to die in our very expensive coffins. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, so (laughs) I'm on this sort of like debt journey. And so um, I am very guilty of not saving, not waiting, putting things on credit, buy now, pay later. Um, and you know, that's obviously not a great way to live your life because then you just end up in a bunch of debt with a bunch of things. And, um, you look at your bills a year from now and you're paying for things that you don't even own anymore. You can't remember what you bought, you know? So, um, so it's kind of an interesting thing. So, um, some of the things that I've been doing, um, is selling off unwanted pens or other hobby things toys gear stuff you're not using is a great way to you know come up with some cash uh to put towards things that you do want so um i'm i was for a while sort of in this sort of one in one out kind of thing or one in four out whatever it takes to recover the cost of whatever's new um so i think that's always a great way it's just you know consolidating to have you know better things so quality over quantity it's kind of a big thing for me I think you had done that around the time I met you you had basically gone to zero with your fountain pen collection and you have since rebuilt it um focusing on that with more attention to more unique rare collectible higher quality pieces and less of the lower price point instant buys i guess right because it's easy to get caught up into that oh like this pen this twisby came out and it's only 60 dollars, and i'm just gonna buy it now because i can have it now um Mm -hmm. but you know if you buy five 60 dollar twisbies that's you know that's enough money for a for a for a one three hundred dollar sailor or mont blanc or whatever it would be so you know having that sort of and that sort of rolls into my 
next thing, which is to sort of plan out your purchases. And so if you have a plan mm-hmm. for what you want, you know, if you set a goal, you know, we hear the term grail pin and grail pins funny because there's never a grail, right? Like you get the grail right. and then what's the next grail? There's always like another one. Something next. Yeah. Um, but if you sort of plan those purchases, um, you know, put them as silly as it sounds, put them on an idea board or clip them to the front of your planner or, you know, mm-hmm. on your phone, home screen or whatever, um, have a list, uh, you know, a wish list, an ultimate wish list. And, you know, when you think about, oh, I'm just going to pick up this little $50 pen or, you know, I'm going to build a little $60 order over at this vendor, um, you know, think about that grail pen and how buying that one $60 item that maybe you're you're picking up just because it's new and flashy um, right. is going to set you $60 further back from the thing that you actually want. I think that the FOMO in our community is real. I think with the sheer amount of releases, there's always something new and that, um, you know, collector in all of us wants to collect everything. And if we collect everything, we'll have nothing, you know, nothing. And I think both of us are very big advocates of, you know, collecting within your means, whether that be a $15 Pilot Metropolitan or a $1,500 Nakaya, you know, if it's something you can afford, then that's great. But if you can't afford it or you're just kind of uncomfortable with the price of it, that's okay. And there will be something that comes out next that you will be in love with. Um, I got a lot of comments on my posts about the new Platinum Shein that people are uncomfortable with the, the cost of it. And I totally get that. And the FOMO on that is real. Everybody wants to have that beautiful, faceted, smoky purple pen, but 470 470 That's what it is. $470. Yeah. It's, a, like, it's a lot of dollars. And that's just either unobtainable or just kind of uncomfortable for most human beings. And I get that. And I think, you know, both of us are going to be the first ones to say, like, it's okay. You don't have to get it. If you really can't or it's a really big stretch just wait and something else will come up that you will want to spend five hundred dollars on more i think right which actually you said you know the fomo thing and that actually brings me to my next point and this is the hardest one and and this is something that i've done um is to avoid the temptation and so Mm -hmm. um you know staying off of forums staying out of you know groups where people are showing off their latest purchase or posting, mm-hmm. you know, these latest pens that are going to be, you know, it's, it's sort of, if you don't know what you don't know. And so right. if you don't know that this next Twisby or I keep picking on Twisby because they're just such an obtainable pen for most people mm-hmm. they're and they're phenomenal. Um, but you know, the, if you don't know about this next little $50 item, then, then you can't kind of get sucked into that. Um, yep. And so I have, I'm, I, one of my weaknesses is a daily deal. Um, like if I get an email from like gap and they're like, Hey, today only get polo shirts for 1499. I'm like, well, I'm going to buy 13 polo shirts because they're cheaper than they're going to be tomorrow. Um, so I have found myself unsubscribing from almost every email list that I'm, that I'm on that sends me like a daily deal or a sale you know, a sale paper. Um, and I think you mentioned that last time. And I think that that stands to reason, like avoid those places of temptation, whether it's email, but also like you said, the forums. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, avoiding that temptation by pulling yourself off of, you know, emails that are going to send you the latest deals and, and things, um, you know, creating some sort of goal sheet or list or, yep. I don't know, inspiration board, whatever you want to call it, you know, print out a picture of that pen that you got to have and stick it on your bathroom mirror and look at it every day and, and do what you got to do to get to that point. Um, and then, you know, planning out your purchases so that you don't, yeah. so you have something to look forward to and you have this goal and, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that's kind of my advice for it, even though I will admit that I don't always follow my own advice. But you've gotten a lot more intentional with your purchases. And I think by virtue of being your friend, I've also done that. And I've definitely cut out the impulse buying a lot more. Yep. And I definitely, especially like when a limited sailor is coming out, I usually have some advanced warning, like at least a month or two. So I really can plan my purchases around that because that is sort of the level that I'm really comfortable collecting um, right now. But I will also mention, like, you do not need to compare your collection to someone else's. That's a big one. That's a huge one. very aware of, like, what my collection looks like to most people. And, like, even I'm obviously very intentional with my buying and... You should have seen my collection a year ago. It looked nothing like it does now. Um, my first Nakaya I bought in August of 2019. Do you remember that? Yeah. I bought it from Jacqueline. <laughs> and I've just changed what I spend money on. Yeah, that's one know, thing that I really love about the pen community. And um, I'm not as big into the watch community as I was a couple of years ago. But the watch community mm-hmm. is very similar. Um I mean, you're going to find sort of snobs in every community, but oh, one of the sure, things yeah. I've loved most about the pen community is, is how supportive and welcoming people are, you know, um, you know, in the pen addict Slack group, for instance, uh, you know, I've seen people come in there and post that they got the new green ray, whatever Pelican M1000 thing. That's a what? Three grand. And everyone, 30. you know, everyone's happy about it and, you know, congratulations, whatever. Um, that's a beautiful pen. <laughs> and, but then I've also seen people come in and say, you know, hey, guys, got my first Lamy 2000. It's the most expensive pen I've bought to date. This was a big deal for me, and I'm really excited, and it's a beautiful writer, and I'm glad to have it. And everyone cheers equally loud for that pen. And so yeah. and the same thing kind of happens in, in the watch community, you know, um, that we're all we all started somewhere. And... And that may be where you And that may just out. be where you live. Yeah, like you just yeah. you just live in Twisby land or, or Lamy 2000 land, and, like, that's your limit, and I think that's great as well. Awesome. So. That's my coworker. He has a Lamy 2000 and two vanishing points, and it is, like, he is, like, so, so thrilled. <laughs> he, um, his uh, wife does not think um spending more than that on a pen is a reasonable um allocation of funds and i don't necessarily disagree with her because they have like you know student loan debt (laughs) student loans (laughs) but it's like funny because um what harry if you hear um cat sounds in the background that's my cat harry um (laughs) but he's just discouraged because i'm down here and not giving him attention yes I know. But I think, you know, everyone is going to have a level where they're comfortable. And I think 
trying to find financial independence and freedom from debt as possible while still maintaining a fountain pen hobby if you're reasonable and realistic. And just like try and avoid the FOMO as much as you can. And if you can, you know, I think the, the problem is when stuff drops and releases like immediately and you have no warning and you can't plan and decide and think and so then it's like, oh my gosh, I have to get it right now. I have to decide. I have to decide right this minute. And like, then you're like, uh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where having that, that sort of purchasing plan, whether it be for the year or for the quarter or for the month, right. setting right. that budget and saying, you know, this month my nope. goal is to pick up this pen regardless of what drops that I may not have seen coming. Um, And that's actually a great way to segue into our big topic for the episode is that we're going to give you a little bit of heads up on what's coming. So you can definitely put it on giving you warning, giving you warning. (laughs) So you don't have to fully pull the, pull the trigger on something out of FOMO because you're afraid it's going to sell out that very moment. And you didn't think about it ahead of time. All right, ready? We're doing a retro fifty-one. That's felt that felt less 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 climactic. I don't know what we should do. Like should should we like have an echo feature on this? Like it's a retro 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 retro, retro fifty-one. Like you know like maybe I'll put some like like, rocky um, music in the background. I'm gonna sing all these various like extra. (laughs) Retro fifty-one. Yeah, so we're doing a Retro 51. Been in the works for a while. They are currently finishing up. Yeah, Retro 51 is awesome. And they're currently finishing up production on ours right now. So we should have them like in a few weeks. Yep. We're hoping to have them by the end of... (laughs) Maybe like by the end of July. Harry's furious. He is furious. Harry is featured on the pen, and we will discuss that. But it, they should be in by the end of July um, and go for sale probably, like, early August and, and then ship, you know, mid to late August is is our general timeline. Um, it's going to be just Matthew and I shipping them, so Bear with we us. have to physically <laughs> get together in person to accomplish that. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so it's going to be great. We will... Um, Definitely let you guys know when that's going to drop, so follow us on Instagram for it. Um, some of you probably know this is coming because Matthew has been very sneakily putting this in his Instagram stories for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, because I can't keep a secret. I'm a terrible secret keeper. Warning to everyone out there, like, I can't keep don't a secret, tell. and I'm terrible at gift giving because <laughs> I'm like, hey, I bought you a gift. you want to know what it is? Oh, you don't want me to tell you anyway, so sit down. Yeah. So, terrible um, at it. Uh, Matthew is also terrible at having secrets kept from him. Mm, yeah. So like if he yeah, knows don't tell me that you have a secret because then I'm gonna beg or, you for it. Or like don't tell you that you have a gift coming because you will like mm. lose your mind trying to figure out what it is. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> so in the vein of Matthew's a terrible secret keeper, and I'm not particularly good either because how many times have I told you what I got you for a present? Most every, every time. time. So <laughs> we're telling you, we did a retro. So um, for those of you who don't know, Matthew was involved with one Retro 51 um, previous. So kind of, can you explain how that came about? Yeah, so um, my first retro, for any of you listening that don't know, was the Pink Robots pen that was launched um, by Brad Dowdy through the Pen Addict. Um, it was his, I think, third special edition. It was, a, I think, his second artist edition 
Um, he's now done a, at least one more since then. Um, and so, you know, I had done this illustration of Yoshimi battling pink robots, which is a nod to um, the Flaming Lips song, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots. Um, there's a, you know, story behind all that artwork. And um, so I had drawn this and, and Brad talked to me at one point about doing a pen and kind of kicked around some ideas and he's like, no, I want to do pink robots. And um, so we did it and I was, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to sell. I thought it was going to be a hard sell because it's pink and black and it's a messy illustration and it's weird. Um, but I was blown away at how sort of everyone related to Yoshimi and the pink robots. And I was completely humbled when I get a text message from Brad that the pen sold out in like seven days. Uh, we did 500 of them, and they were gone in a week. And I was, like, completely floored. Um, so it was a really humbling, really exciting experience. And, I mean, and then it's weird because now every once in a while I'll do a little search on eBay and I'll see one pop up, and they're getting expensive. I don't know. Yeah. Like, after they uh, sold out, I did a search on eBay maybe a few months later, and, you know, they were, like, hundred bucks or something, you know, pretty reasonably priced. And I think the last time I looked, I saw one on eBay for about two twenty five. What? Yeah. Oh. I think no. we sold them for like sixty and they were like two twenty five on eBay. We have between us found two since I met you on eBay and purchased them. Yeah, I and own I two. Have, I have a user and I have two. number five hundred sealed in the package um, that I'm currently taking bids on. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not. It's not true. I'm not taking. Kids. I have two. <laughs> I have a user, which I just noticed like a little bit of the finish is chipping off, but it's fine. It's my user, and then I have the prototype that Matthew actually gave me. Yeah. Yep. So we both have two, one that we don't use ever, and one that um, we use when we want to. But so that was like a big thing that we talked about when I first met you was like. At first, I didn't know that that you were that person, and and how much I really loved that art. And we've kind of always talked about how, in my opinion, you uh, should do a retro, and you should really do something that is totally your style and your design from the ground up. And you didn't disagree with me, and that's kind of how it started to happen. Um, retros are really expensive. And so, like, the initial investment is, like, the rate-limiting step, but we were able to figure it out so that we were able to do this independently, just the two of us. And I think that's really neat because it allowed Matthew to have complete and total freedom over the design and not feel pressured to, like, make anybody else happy with it. And it's completely from his brain and his own perspective and kind of a nod to a lot of his like pre previous work and previous like styles yeah it's um so i mean for years i mean all the way back to high school so for the last 18 years i've been you know i got really into graffiti and street art uh when i was mm -hmm. in high school and kind of doing these little characters with speech bubbles above them with i don't know like i was putting my little tagger name in there or, or whatever it would mm -hmm. be. Um, and so I've been doing these for years. And so this pen, um, when I, when I sat down to sort of think about 
what I thought the retro lineup needed. And, and when we started this, we, we really didn't know that retro was, was going out of business or, or retiring. They're, I think going out of business is a little unfair. It's not, not like they're not doing well. Um, they're retiring. But they're retiring, and, which is heartbreaking because they're such an incredible company and they're such a unique company. And they've brought, I mean, hundreds so and hundreds <laughs> of limited editions. Um, yeah. You know, Retro 51s were one of my first expensive pin purchases I, bu- I bought two from amazon uh with an amazon gift card and i was like i can't believe i'm spending 20 dollars on a pen but like here we go yeah. um and so when when i was looking i thought i was trying to think sort of what was missing from the retro 51 lineup that i could sort of fill a gap um with my style and mm-hmm. um the thing that i found that sort of retro was missing was halloween um or creepy things um several years ago uh they released the night crawlers which was their zombie pen which is a, just a phenomenal it's a killer design um and I then i wish i could get one <laughs> yeah and I, I yeah i definitely want one sell um, me your night then, crawlers if you have it and then I think it was last year they did the creepy scrawlers, which was little monsters um, that reminded me sort of of you know like little Pac-Man monsters or something. Really totally. cute and really fun. Um, and so uh, Catherine and I sort of talked about it, bounced around some ideas, and we opted to do a fun, um, a fun Halloween theme pen, and we're calling it Bump in the Night, um, which is just so out. fun. You kind of came to this conclusion on your own, but it like totally works out because for those of you who don't know, Halloween is by far and away my favorite holiday. I love all things Halloween um, and horror films and creepy things and cats and bats and rats and I'm currently working on a very spooky tattoo sleeve. So plus this is like so on brand for you. I mean, the doodles you call them doodles the the art that matthew draws i mean i would be curious to know of all of you listening how many of you have met matthew at a pen show and have one of his doodles in your pen show notebook if you have them take a picture put it in a story and tag us because i want to see them because i've seen that you do these little doodles like ghosts with like one sock hanging off their foot or like a broken wing or like some like snaggle tooth hanging out like you know they're like they're cute but also scary at the same time like this is very on brand for you so when you were like what about halloween i was like uh duh <laughs> yeah it's like, fun <laughs> um so we'll we'll definitely we're gonna post pictures of the pen in the show notes we're not gonna make you guys wait any longer um so you'll be able to see them in the show notes uh, but if you don't mind we know it's gonna get leaked but like maybe try not to repost at other places and let people find out from listening to us yeah that'd be great um but yeah so we're gonna post it but but basically the 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 design of the pen um we chose matte black hardware which uh matte Mm. black matte black all the things um matte black all the things and we've got this cool purple background with this sort of family of zombies um kind of walking (laughs) walking in the foreground so with wet, some yeah. some sort of other creepy things, big yeti kind of snaggletooth monster sort of silhouetted in the background, um, mm. and you know, and then we've got some gravestones and and spider webs, and then up in the sky, uh, I I drew in some little little ghosty guys, little different different colored ghosts and and whatnot, and 
Um, I think probably They're the so you. <laughs> I think probably the coolest thing is that uh, if you guys are hearing some jangling in the background, that would be my giant dog waking up from a nap. Uh, so the pen will glow in the dark. So the stars, the the eyes on all the little mm-hmm. monsters, the moon, um, the outline of the monsters. Yeah, like they they will all sort of glow, glow in the, the dark, dark um, which is pretty cool. I. When we did the pink robots pen, it, it didn't the design wasn't sort of conducive to a glow in the dark um, mm-hmm. a glow in the dark treatment uh, because most of the pen would have been blocked out. Um, but I think this right. one's going to be fun, and um, you know when left out under light all day, when you turn it off at night, you'll just see these little dots and like the moon. And um, I think I mean it's it had to glow really in the dark, fun. right? Yeah, I had. It's to. Halloween. It's Halloween, yeah. <laughs> So then, I'll be really curious to know which one, which creature is your favorite creature on here? Uh, so, you know, I don't, it, <laughs> all, I don't know. They're, they're like my kids. All. You can't, you can't pick a I favorite know. child. So I Although have, all you parents out there with multiple kids, I know you have a favorite ch- child. You can't, you can't tell me you don't. You got a favorite kid. <laughs> it's illegal to we, say that you do, but it, we know it. So, like, about a year ago, Matthew came to Indianapolis for my birthday and, like, who's your pen club and, like, a lot of, like, pen vibes. Like, we did a whole bunch of pen-related um, things that weekend. He recorded um, with us on a, my previous podcast, and I forcefully made him do art for me. Um, I hated it. No, you didn't. You had a good time. So, we he, like, sketched some of his creatures because, like, to me, Matthew is known for these like he calls them doodles but like these like little creature designs that are like very quirky and his colors are always very bright and saturated and vibrant like where I pick black and purple he's gonna pick like pink like hot pink and like bright green and bright yellow like that's so you and so when you came to town I had him like draw me like sketch some of his creatures in pencil and then I went in and watercolored them because I don't know how to paint any other kind of paint, but I know how to do watercolor. So I watercolored them, and then he did the line work. And so I have, like, four creatures of Matthews, like, in my house. And one of them is a little, like, ghosty creature with, like, wings and, like, a sock hanging off. And so for me, my favorite is the little pink ghosty guy. He's not exactly the same as the one in my house, but he reminds me of that time that we did that. So I love him. That's cool. But I'll be curious what everybody else loves on it it's so fun and i think the coolest part about the pen is um you know we worked really closely with richard at retro and he helped us sort of um hash out the design we we had an initial prototype that we weren't 100 percent happy with and Mm -hmm. um and then we had a second prototype done with with richard's help um he enlarged the creatures and helped us sort of enlarge the foreground the zombies Mm -hmm. and kind of tie all that back and so it made everything um a little bigger on the pen uh, that was part of the process that I wasn't um privy to in no, the first in the first retro that I did and so Richard helped me with this he's a Richard is an amazing Incredible. amazing designer and he's a great guy and so he really yeah took what I did he took my art and made it sort of retro Functional ready yeah because it's um, different like to create a flat piece of art then to have it translate onto a barrel of a pen, especially because the barrel is slightly tapered and there's really not as much space as you would think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And so we and we also learned that, you know, every time you add a color, every time you add a glow in the dark, the cost goes up um on the pen and pretty so significantly we were, too like like a lot <laughs> like a lot more like, than all of a sudden you're like how, what did we do <laughs> so you know because it's like screen printed or whatever so you know we we were able to get the vibes that we were wanting and get you know all of these really great spooky vibes and this just beautiful piece um accomplished like and really create Matthew's vision and have it come to life in a way that both of us are really satisfied with. And we couldn't have not, we, there's no way we could have done it without Richard at retro. He made it work. And it's so fun because as the more you sort of look at the pen, the more you find these little creatures and these little, like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's like a cat and there's like bats and vultures. And I mean, it's just, it's neat. Like, yeah, there's like an act coming out. (laughs) I mean, it's such a cool little pen and it's fun. I'm really proud of it. And I feel really yeah. excited for it, and I hope you guys love it as much as we do. I mean, if you don't, then I guess I'll just be stuck with 300 of my own pen. For... Oh, we should mention that. There will be 300. Is that your phone? Yep, so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. He's so popular. Everyone is, is texting him all the time. But, um. I mean, this is like your baby, and obviously we wish Retro the best like everyone with retro the best but we really wish you weren't going because we would totally love to do another one (laughs) yeah it's been such a fun experience um doing it firsthand and um so we're excited that that our pen will maybe be one of the final retro releases it's sort of bittersweet um yeah it's something that i'm proud of that we're getting in at the end and um but you there know, will it's be also bittersweet because I wish there were a thousand more pens coming from them. I know. You know, just and I wish we could do more, but there will be a three hundred of these. They're a numbered edition. Um, oh, you should mention the finial. Oh yeah, you. so the finial. Um, You've is, probably seen it on Instagram. <laughs> is a neon. It's a neon green finial with a silhouette of a black cat head, um, and it's sort of a double. It's got kind of a double meaning to it. Um, so on. That on the actual pen itself, um, on top of one of the gravestones, uh, headstones, there's a, there's a little cat, little black cat silhouette. And then we carried his head over to the finial. Um, so that is a nod to Catherine's cat, Harry, who was squawking in the background uh, <laughs> earlier. Um, He's now laying on the chair next to me. Harry was uh, diagnosed with cancer about six months ago or so and had his yeah. uh, leg amputated, so he's now three-quarters of a cat. Um, and <laughs> But just as loud as before. Just maybe louder. He's, like, even more, like, bitchy <laughs> than he was before he had his leg taken off. Um <laughs> He is, uh, he's a delight. He's a fun little cat, and he's sort of just even cuter now that he sort of hobbles around on, on three legs, and um, he hasn't let it stop him. He's still feisty and fun and lovable, and he's all black, all black, matte black everything. Um, so he's, he's he just... matte black everything. <laughs> yeah. So he's on the pen, uh, sitting on top of a tombstone, and then he's also carried over to the, to the end of the, of the finial. Or the, the finial, not the end of the finial. <laughs> to the back of the pen. Um, um, that was, I didn't know what we were going to do. I thought it was maybe going to be a moon. That was sort of a surprise Matthew decided that he wanted to do. Um, the last time 
he was here in Indy. Um, it was after Harry's initial biopsy of his surgery of his cancer, but before his big surgery. And Harry historically hates everyone. Like if you come over to my house, he will hide and you will not see him until you are gone. Like he hates people. Um, but the time before, like last year, like a year ago when Matthew was in town, Matthew, uh, Matthew, Harry let Matthew touch him and was like very much in, 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 interested in Matthew. Um, and then when he was here last, like Matthew laid down to take a nap after an early, you know, flight or whatever. And Harry laid down next to him and like put his paw on his hand and like was like, you are my person. I like you very much. I mean, Harry, and Harry, so buddies. I think you guys are buds, so you, like, have to come and visit him every once in a blue moon because he misses you and screams about it because I'm talking to you and you're not here. <laughs> yeah, so um, so Harry, there's a nod to Harry on the pen because he's a trooper and he's really been through a lot. And so uh, this is, like, a cool way. I don't know. He's but also a, Halloween and black cats. Yeah, he's special. <laughs> yeah, also, he fits, he fits the bill. Um, he totally fits the bill. <laughs> so, so, so some sort of... Um, I guess like uh, housekeeping n- housekeeping notes about the pen. There are three hundred available. Uh, will be yeah. will be three hundred available. Um, we'll post all over Instagram when they're available, but they'll be available at heymatthew.com when they do go live at, at my shop there. Um, Again, that's anticipated to be early August, but we don't have yeah. a definitive date. But we will warn you before they go live. Yeah, what yeah, they'll be. They will go live. You know, at least a week or so heads up. Um, and then uh, we're going to limit two per family or address or whatever. Um, we want this pen to be available and accessible to as many people as possible. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, as excited as I would as I am for the pen, as much as I wanted to just sell out immediately, you know, I um, I've run into some people. Uh, I ran into someone in Dallas last year that you know, told me he had five of my pink robots pens just sitting in a, in a bin at his house. Um, and you know, for me, and I know that we're probably going to lose a few of them to scalpers that are going to immediately throw them on eBay. And, and I guess that's fine. Um, but I, I, it would make me a whole lot happier if these were going to people that would love them, appreciate them, use them. Uh, I want to see them in the wild and, and I want to see them making people happy. So we're going to limit them to two people. Uh, I'm sorry, two, two per person. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then also given, given sort of the current, uh, climate in the U S and around the world with COVID-19, uh, we're not going to be offering international shipping on this pen, unfortunately. So that was sort of a tough decision, but, um, international packages. Yeah. They're just taking forever. You know, if you have someone you trust who you want, you know, to buy it and send it to them and have them hold on to it until whenever international is better, that's, you know, okay. But, like, we cannot be, we just can't ship internationally. There's just no way. Right. Um, but we are so proud of this. I am so proud of Matthew and his work on this. This is just, to me, the epitome of your design aesthetic and your art and you, and it's just so wonderful and magical and I'm obviously thrilled because it's Halloween and I love Halloween and so we want to celebrate that by doing something very exciting you want to tell them yeah so uh, 
we are going to be giving away an artist proof of this pen. So it'll be an unnumbered pen. Um, the, it'd be basically the exact same as the prototype that we got from Retro 51 um, when we approved the pen. So uh, we want to give one away to a listener. Um, and and the way the way to do that is to go to uh, our website, benttines.com. Uh, yeah, benttines.com. Um, and send us a note on our contact page and you got to put in the secret code word and that secret code word is in keeping with the Halloween, yeah, (laughs) keeping with the Halloween theme, Crystal Lake, Crystal Lake. So put bonus points if you guys know what that comes from. I mean, if, if you don't know, then it's fine. Just still send Crystal Lake, but make sure you put your email address in there. Um, and we will run the giveaway from the day this posts for two weeks. So whatever the day that this podcast is published, the, the giveaway will go for two weeks. And after that, um, two weeks is up, we will announce the winner from that pool of people who emailed us through our contact on our website. We're just going to use like a um, random number generator and we'll pick yep. a winner that way. Um, so, uh, and I think we would just ask that you don't share the secret code anywhere. Um, let people find it as they listen to the podcast. Um, you know, it's definitely on the honor system. So, um, keep that in mind, but you know, also like selfishly don't it give out you not to share it. Yeah. Cause less entries means you have a better chance of winning an unnumbered prototype of this phenomenal pen. <laughs> You're so biased, but I mean, we really want, you know, you are the first people hearing about this. I know people are going to come to this podcast to listen and hear more about this retro 51 and to find that picture. But I'm just asking you to try not be part of like spreading it like let them you know you can tell them oh the information about that secret pen is in this podcast but maybe don't share the pictures and definitely don't tell them about the secret password let them listen yeah read whatever so, do what you want to do but like we're gonna give away we're gonna give one away shipping's on us proof. and we're gonna it'll ship excuse me it'll ship sometime in august with the probably with the rest of the pens yep um no guarantee, but it will come to you, and we will we will give you that. So, I think that's really exciting. Real exciting, and I would love you guys' feedback. So when you see the when you see the picture in the show notes or, or whatever, um, let me hear what you think. Us. Yeah, tell us what you We're think. We're dying. It. I know because we've known about this since like when did we first decide? Like September. Yeah, probably. I mean, we've been kicking around because we talked about doing this retro with Lisa Van S at the Dallas Pen Show in 2019. Yeah, and I met and and you know, we met Richard. I met Richard in in Dallas and and he mentioned, you know, hey, if you want to do another retro, I'd love, you know, love to do another one. And um Because so, you had only worked with him over email in the past, you'd never met him, right? I'd never met him, no. And I'd only talked to him once or twice. And so, you know, um, I'm really proud of this project. I'm excited for mm-hmm. you guys to see it. I want to hear your feedback and hear your thoughts on it. And then also, I mean, I don't know. I assume maybe by some small miracle, someone from Retro will hear this. But, like, love you guys, and I'm proud of you, and yes. thank you for making this happen. And we're going to miss you. We are so thankful for the ability to work on this project with you and, you know, make this pen Something yeah. that will be hugely a big deal for both of us in our lives forever. And just so proud that we were able to make it happen. Yeah. 
and uh, COVID permitting, <laughs> COVID permitting, we are hoping the uh, money that we uh, get in profits from this. Can I tell them? Yeah. No, you can tell them. We're aiming to go to the Tokyo International Pen Show in 2021. Yeah, we're going to use it for travel funds. So help so us get we're to gonna, Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's going to be to reinvest. I mean, it's we're going to keep it in the pen community and use it towards, you know, bringing you international coverage of tips in 2021, maybe. Yeah. So I'm just so proud of you, Matthew. This is such a wonderful yeah, thing. Thanks for working with me on it, helping me make it happen. It's a fun project. So... Moral so, of the story, uh, to go back to that first thing about financial independence in a expensive hobby, the alternative way to have that happen is to get a sugar mama, a.k.a. what Matthew has done with this retro. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> an investment <laughs> opportunity for you, right? It's an investment. <laughs> yeah. I just want to go to Tokyo with you, and I wanted to see your art on a pen. Is that so crazy? No. Yeah, we're just really proud we were able to make this happen. Yeah. So how do we want to wrap this up? We want to do a character carry. We're gonna gonna yes. re- resurrect the character carry. That was something that I loved. Um, that I uh, had sort of started on uh, my previous podcast, and we both really enjoyed. And quarantine happened, and I was spending a lot more time in my house. And Matthew's favorite television show was The Office. Mm-hmm. And he I've seen it, it like a embarrassing number of times from start like to you finish. can literally quote the entire episode from the beginning like it's crazy mm-hmm. it's weird and he references it constantly and so whenever we would talk there would somehow be an office reference and i'd be like damn it i guess i need to walk i've never seen i had never seen the office okay okay we've we've let it out in the air now everyone knows screeching record <laughs> i know audible goes, a collective gasp from the pen community do you think I can find those like samples of audio and like splice them into the editing of this? Speaking of, Say what? this is my first time editing podcast BT Dub, so I hope it's okay. Um, yeah, so we're gonna do if a character not... carry. Anyway, we, we, <laughs> so we're we, gonna do the office. Yeah, we're gonna and we're gonna do it over the next I don't know ten episodes or something. Like we we're gonna do every <laughs> like pretty much the main cast of the office. So today One, two, three, for this episode, that's yeah, like ten. So for this episode, Michael we're starting with Michael Scott. and Dwight. Michael Scott and Dwight <laughs> K. Schrute. <laughs> All right. What do you have for Michael, Catherine? Okay. So I didn't end up looking this up, but we sort of talked about it a little bit. I think Michael would carry a cross pen. Mm-hmm. So I think that he would... I'm going to like look this up right now and see if I can find what I'm thinking of, but... Uh, cross fountain pen. So while you're so looking that up, oh, go ahead. To go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go so ahead. So while, while she's ahead. looking that up, I'm I'm gonna say that Michael is carrying sort of a um, standard black and gold Mont Blanc S uh, ballpoint pen with some engraving on it about salesman of the quarter for 2001. You know, some kitschy <laughs> corporate gift uh, that he won. Um, for a sales contest or something because, you know, he is the master uh, salesman. So um, I, th- I think Michael would have this, like, engraved, kitschy sort of corporate gift. And it, it, it so, would look fancier than it is. 
So I completely 1000% agree with you when you said that. I was like, yeah, that's like for sure. But I said, alternatively, I think he wouldn't even get as fancy as a Mont Blanc or a Mont Blanc-esque. Like I think it would be a cross pen because when I think of like the brand of pens and I think cross makes great pens but I think that they are predominantly their clientele is like gifts for graduation or office so you're thinking he would have gotten it like in a set with a mechanical matching mechanical pencil yeah it would have been like that box that you crack yeah. open and there's like the roller ball or maybe a fountain pen yeah, he could probably have a fountain pen I feel I, like it I would be the ball. source of like explosions of ink everywhere and he would probably end up only using the pencil which Honestly, right for him. Yeah, I see him more as, as a roller ball, as, as a like a, a ballpoint mechanical pencil guy. I could see that, but I mean, I think either it's a mechanical pencil or not. I think he would have a cross, and I'm looking at their website right now, and I think it's like the cross. Um, where where did it go? Uh, put it in the show notes. Townsend ten carat gold filled ballpoint pen yeah little, like, it got like, I, the, like the little stripes on it it's like gold little, like yeah. i think that he would have a gold pen because in his mind that's like fancy it's like that time he went to burlington coat factory and got a fur coat like and they threw blood he's on gonna him. he's gonna go somewhere he either gets it in a sales contest and it makes sense that cross would be what like a like an office supply store would buy like to me that seems like a brand like that that would make sense or he like walks into Burlington Coat Factory or some place like that who like doesn't specialize in pens but like sells pens. And to me, Cross feels like it would be in a store with like like luggage. a luggage store, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like at the airport in one of those like stores with like semi fine. Like he gets goods. like his, he gets like his like ugly leather briefcase and a, and a and like a crappy Cross like. But I don't think it would necessarily set. be crappy. I feel like it might be like a decent cross, like two hundred bucks or something. But yeah. he put it on credit, like he didn't. <laughs> sure. He put that shit on a credit card. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know what you got for Dwight. Yours was so much better than mine. So I think Dwight Yours would carry perfect. <laughs> would carry the Hinderer Investigator with the Kubotan. Uh, attachment on the end of it for disarming or pressure, you know, uh, like, um, like what I don't know what word I'm using, like, debil- like debilitating, okay. like a bad guy, you know, like sticking it in a pressure point, or he could break the glass to get out of his car. So you know, maybe it wouldn't have to be the hinderer investigator, which is a f- horrifically like tactical pen, like. I mean, if you're into, like, tactical stuff, like, you got to get a hinderer because they're built like a brick shed house and they're absolutely <laughs> the most, like, tactical. They're, like, chunky and, like, ridged and fluted and they have, like, metal ends on them that'll break glass and take out bad guys. And so, like, I don't even think so it's le- I don't even think mine. it's legal to fly with a hinderer pen at this point. So it's it probably shouldn't be. So, frankly, you know, like, I didn't know this hinderer, existed until he said it. <laughs> yeah, so like hinderer or like Schrade or like Benchmade, like one of these companies that makes like some tactical, like weapon weaponized pen is is Dwight. That's totally Dwight. I I I totally one hundred percent agree. Mine is like totally lamer. I thought he would carry a Lamy. I thought he would probably have a Lamy 2000. 
Like because he speaks German, but because he he speaks no, Pennsylvania Dutch, so it's like a little different. But he's I basically he Amish. Loves, <laughs> but he loves like German styling, German ideals. He's like very obsessed with like a lot mm-hmm. of things related to Germany. And in my mind, he would have a Lamy two thousand. <laughs> but his <laughs> but his Lamy two thousand would be. An old one because it's an old pen. It's been in existence. Oh, for like decades. one of the West Germany ones. Yes, it would still say West Germany on it, a hundred percent. He wouldn't have a new Lamy two thousand. So would it be the like, Lamy two thousand um, fountain pen, or would it be the Lamy two thousand ballpoint clicky pen? I think it would probably be the like the, the there's a non clicky one, right? The roller. Well, there's ball. a roller ball, and then there's a there's a the clicky ballpoint. No, I think it'd be the roller ball. Mm-hmm. And also, he's the guy to have pencils, like yeah. actual wood case pencils. Sure. And I don't think he would be bothered by like Blackwing and the fanciness there. I think he would be more interested in like Mitsubishi. Like, He'd just be like a regular yellow number two pencil. No flash, no substance, no yeah. high cost. <laughs> He'd probably make I, I, them from some tree that grows. That's on a stupid what it is. Farm. He probably makes his own pencils out of like some weird non graphite core. Yeah, like using like, like using like the juice. stalk of like a beet tree or something. I don't know. Like, what, what do beets grow? A beet beets? tree? I don't know. Do beets grow on trees? I don't know. They're no, they, they, they are. Yeah, that's right. Beets are their own thing. Anyway, and on that note, say goodbye, Catherine. <laughs> oh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. It's been a blast, and uh, we hope to see you on the next one. Later, guys. Oh, wait, tell them how wait. to find you. Oh, uh, Instagram at HeyMatthew, <laughs> and then uh, my website, HeyMatthew.com, which is where those retros will be available in a few weeks. And um, I'm at InkyCatWrites and InkyCatWrites.com, and you can uh, find more information in show notes at the bent. It's not the, it's just benttimes.com. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.